Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Elm Park Rails podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I run the Elm Park Rails site. So let's get started with Brentford away last Saturday. Sounds like it was a particularly woeful first half and not a not impressive as any way or form. Several of the players have said that it wasn't good enough and in interviews or tweeted. And that was shown by the goal that we conceded. Just Clark seems to get away from Gareth McClear. He goes with him and then he stops slightly, but Just Clark keeps on going. Why would he not? And then the, the person, the Brentford player who's with McShane, McShane isn't quite tight enough. More try than close, tries to close down Josh Clark. When he gets to receives the ball, but it's all a little bit too late. I saw that Manoni got a little bit of stick for the goal. I'm I'm not sure. I the ball was hit so close, and he's hit it so hard. I think that was maybe slightly harsh. But I mean, if you were there, you see it completely different to how you see it on TV. You don't get all the best angles. You just get one angle, don't you? Basically. So, yeah, I wasn't. It didn't sound great. And then you had. Supposedly, Borvarsson having a couple of chances in the first few minutes. I haven't seen either of them, so I don't know the quality of that. And getting substituted at half time and changing the whole formation and bringing on Beerins seemed to help us, but I'm not sure that does the confidence of Borvarsson much good at all. I mean, I've yet to see him really play. I saw him play briefly last night, but he didn't get anything into the game at all. We were. Not really playing that well. We can get onto that in a minute. But we had two shots on target in the whole game. And one of them was obviously from the penalty that we scored from. It's a little bit soft, that penalty, if that was given against us. I think there'd be a few questions about that decision. But we take it, so we move on. Good penalty. Reminded me of the one that uh, he scored in that game at Wembley. But we will uh, move on from that one. And then later on, we had a chance. Uh, the Luco had a really, I don't know, 30 yards out, maybe? Maybe? A brilliant shot, really. I mean, I know it didn't go in, but yeah, something out of nothing there. So, yeah, that was uh, good, even though it didn't go in. But I think if you look at the overall game, I think it sounds like we were a little bit lucky to get away with the draw there. Because in the first half, if Brentford had a striker, I mean, I know you could say the same for us, obviously, but... They're the home team. They had a lot of chances and they didn't really make enough of it. I mean, no. So I'm not really bothered by that, obviously. I hope they um, uh, suffer every time and I hope we keep winning. But uh, it's a bit of a little bit of a worry when you're playing a team that's 23rd in the league and you're just about getting a draw. It's very early. We've got players to come back, understand all of that. and But... It's a little bit worried, but that'll come on to that in the questions later. Then we move on to Swansea last night. Uh, well, we started this game with no strikers, but that isn't the first time that Yap's actually done that. He's done that in a few games. I mean, he did it at Fulham last season when we beat them 1-0 in the league match. And we were all shocked when he did it then, but it worked in that match. Uh, he did it against Villa at home this season. We played Clement in exactly the same position as he played him last night. He did have the added support of Barrow in that game, which I think made and some other first-team players, which would have helped him. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, no striker. Bovarsson rested. And we sat well for about 15 minutes and had a few shots. We had a decent shot from Behrens that went, well, was quite a good one. He had one that was slightly earlier that was well wide. Uh, we had a swift shot that was 
he was on target, it was straight to the goalie, but didn't really bother him. I'd, he could have easily, you know, it wasn't that difficult at all for him. It did come from a little bit of good play from Gunter, but he got inside his man and got across, and he possibly got a shot, but Gunter never seems to really shoot, so that wasn't really that surprising. Uh, we only managed to really have one shot on target in the first half. It's not our first team, but it wasn't Swansea's first team, even though Swansea did have some good players out. They had Sanchez, they had Boney, they had Fur. So these are not players. They had Olsen. These are not players that are terrible players and will never play for Swansea. These are some of their key players. But it was just a bit, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed to peter out a bit. There was a bit of a melee at half time between some of the players but they seem to be a bit of um, uh, handbags to be honest nothing much really happening there so yeah there was a little bit of a I'm beginning to wonder what the actual it seemed to be a little bit nervous when we get the ball now in front of goal we don't seem to really believe that we're going to score I mean this is we haven't scored many goals this season at all and we haven't managed to score one in the first half in the league which is it's not great when you're so many it's six games in now that's that's not a stat you want to keep on continuing so let's hope that changes against Hull but we're then moving on to the second half and the Swansea goals seem to be it looks a bit poor when you look at it from you actually at the game and everything, but actually Swansea have managed to block off Moore and Evans because Fur has managed to get ahead and block both them off, so leave a clear path for Dawson to come through and score them. Dawson, where did Dawson come from? Mawson to come through and score the goal. Gunter puts it into his uh, own net, but he's trying to clear it, so I don't think he can apportion too much blame there to him there. But yeah, it's uh, kind of the way it's going for us this season so far. You think sometimes, like maybe last season, Gunter had actually managed to clear that. But yeah, we didn't give much threat at all during the whole game. I mean, it was Swansea and they are Premier League team. But I do think we could have given a little bit more threat during the whole game. I mean, if you look at the player ratings, you'll see that Clement didn't exactly um, have a game that he's, well... I don't know, he's obviously tried and everything, there's there's no doubt on that, but he gets a five from me in the player ratings, and he just, I don't know what he, when he got the ball, he didn't look good at all, and when he didn't have the ball, I wasn't quite sure where he was, what he was doing, and oh, it, it wasn't great. And then we move on to the second goal, when the referee uh, managed to slightly help them. There's been, I put the tweet out on the uh, EPAR account saying that, you know, he had a shocker and quite a few people have said, oh, maybe, you know, it was the ball was hit straight at him. I think he could have got over it, but having said that, our defending afterwards was, well, it was non-existent. We seemed to switch off because I don't know why we thought he had stopped the game. He was never going to stop the game. And Gunter just doesn't get in any position at all. He's just spinning around trying to kind of like stop the... AU scoring, but it was you could see what was coming from the stands. It's obviously much easier to say that when you're sat there in the stands. You think, he's going to cut back here. But, yeah, he never gets into any position at all, really. And it's a, he takes it really well. And Jacola has no chance with the shot. But we do make it a little bit too easy for him, really. But there we go. We're out of the cup. I can't say it was a total surprise. They did expect us to lose. So I would have liked to have seen... Uh, 
I think we had four shots on target in the end, but some of them at the end is a bit deceiving fact, uh, deceiving stats that really. That's some of those at the end, <laughs> really poor quality. There's, so, yeah, I don't think we put, I stand come out and said that we, you know, some of the lot of players played well. I'm not sure they did. Bakuna had a really good game. He definitely played well. And I think he should definitely start against Hull. But, yeah, I'm not convinced that, yeah, we're seeing possibly the same game as me on that one. Yeah. Now on to the questions. And first of all, it's uh, Hugh RFC Vanzadar. Oh, yeah, Hugh's old. That's a top name. How worried are you that in our last three games we have only scored one goal and a penalty of that? It's a definite worry. I mean, if you look at the Bristol City game, we definitely had chances and Bovarsson should have done better there. Definitely the one in the second half. I think it was, I've seen it on the video, I wasn't at the game, but he totally miskicks it. It's a definite worry because we didn't look like we were going to score at all last night. We looked pretty, we had more possession than Swansea, but that doesn't mean anything, does it really? It's pretty much irrelevant because they have far more threat than us. But, yeah, I know they're a Premier League team, so it's all relevant. But... But I think that, um, yeah, it's a definite worry. And it's becoming more of a worry because it's not just in this game. I think there's only one game this season when we've actually looked like we might score a few goals. And that was Aston Villa. And I think on that night, Aston Villa were particularly poor. So one game in and we haven't really looked like scoring in five other games. We scored a few goals, but... Yeah, it is a definite worry. You've got to think that we are so reliant on Jan coming back and firing straight away, which is not great when you've got a 35-year-old and he's had quite a major surgery and he's going to have to come straight back into the team and then he's going to have to start scoring straight away. It is not ideal at all. So, yes, I'm definitely worried. And thanks for the question, Hugh. Given that we can all see the issue possibly the issue. What are the possible answers to our striker problem from uh, Che Guevara? Well, not that Che Guevara, obviously, but uh, also known as Daryl. Uh, well, we could apportion all the blame to the midfielders. Middles not scoring as well. I mean, why? They don't even look like they're going to score at the moment. We saw a Bakuna goal maybe against, um, uh, is it Millwall in the Cup? But there hasn't been many goals from midfield in the last six months or so, I would say. There hasn't been a whole barrel load. Swift stopped scoring and Kelly got a few now this season, so that's good. But, yeah, I I think you need to see the players like Barrow. He's had chances and missed them. I mean, the one that he managed to miss at Birmingham away when it was looked easier to score was quite impressive. But we also know that we signed, when we signed Barrow that his problem was his end product, so... Yeah, again, we can't be that surprised. So, I suppose we have to hope that players like Aluko come in and make a bit of a difference. But, again, his finishing and his final product is a little bit of a worry. So, ideally, we would have loved to have signed a striker in the window, but that didn't happen. So, we have to deal with where we are. You have to look at players like Bakuna, Behrens. He got a few goals last season if he plays. I'm not sure on Popper getting many goals. You look at Edwards, maybe. Depends on which role. We got a few goals for them last season, but I don't think that was his normal ratio of goals. So one season, you can't, you can't judge a player and say he's going to do that on a consistent basis. So it, 
you can have to say the midfielders and defenders are going to have to score goals because at the moment, Borfas, and from what I've seen on video and brief minutes of watching, he hasn't really looked like scoring when he, even when he's had amazing chances, apart from when he's probably scored one of his most difficult chances, which was against Birmingham. It wasn't that difficult, but compared to the one that he missed against Bristol City, it was, um, uh, yeah, it was like Van Basten scoring almost in the 88. There's one for the kids, yeah. So, um, uh, on to the next question. Dino, not necessarily results being bad, but are you worried our performance are getting worse? Is Stan reluctant to change styles? I don't think Stan will be changing styles at all. I don't think he would. I think he'd rather cut a leg off than change his style. It's just not going to happen. The only thing he'd change is four or three at the back, or five at the back as well. He doesn't actually play three, but yeah, five. That That's the only change he's going to make. And he definitely seems to prefer playing four. So the passing football, I can't see that changing at all. Is he going to go more direct? Would you go more direct with the players we've got currently? I mean... If you've got Jan in the team, you could do that slightly, definitely. You could definitely do that. But you'd rely on the midfielders actually getting up to him in time. And there seems to be such a massive gap between his attackers and our midfielders at the moment. I'm not sure. Our performances, if you go by last night, yes, that was definitely not great. But... That wasn't also our first team, so I can't go by that. I, I would like to see if we play that like poor, poorly. I don't know, it's maybe a little bit harsh, but not that great against Hull. Because those are the matters, games that matter. The Cup games are great, bonus. You know, it's nice to go along because you no pressure involved. But I think the Hull game will be the deciding one and the Millwall one away. If we keep on playing so poorly, that's not great. Then we know it is getting worse. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Dino. Oh, on to the next one, Alex Everson. How much patience do fans give Stan before he starts to become under pressure? I can't see him making Xmas without severe pressure, without goals. Well, if, he doesn't, if we're not scoring goals, he is going to be under extreme pressure. That is for certain. And that is, a, like I was just saying a minute ago, unless Yang comes back and hits the ground running... He could get under big pressure because if you're not scoring, you're not going anywhere, are you? You're just going to drawing games, win the occasional match and the whole team will start to lose confidence and the pressure will build. So realistically, I would say this period before the next international break is quite key to how Yapple will be perceived. If we manage to pick up, say, I know there's more than three more games, but if we manage to pick up say, six, seven points in the next three games, you'd say the pressure is definitely relieved, especially as we still have a game in hand. But realistically, if we don't keep, if we don't score goals, I would say he's probably got not long until after the international break before pressure starts to build, realistically. I think you're going to be in big trouble if you, if the home form starts to falter and the away form isn't great, that's a bad combination. And definitely... He will come under pressure because it's not like he wasn't given money to spend. Whether you say he's bought the best players or anything, it doesn't matter. He was given money to spend and he can't say that he wasn't given support by the board. So, and with new owners, I think they're always uh, quite trigger happy 
Yeah, not always, but they do seem to have a high percentage chance of them being keen to get their own person in, even if you have got someone of Yapstam's rep reputation around the world. So, yeah, I think he could come under pressure relatively soon if we don't start to pick up results. So thanks for the question, Alex. Alan Ass uh, makes a point, really. Uh, my concern is the lack of ability to change the game up. There's no attacking onslaught to turn a game around, just the same pace passing. This is a bit of a worry. And the only game that we haven't seen this change, we saw quicker, was against Filler. And the Fulham game, did we see it? I'm trying to remember now. We did see it a bit. We definitely should have won that game. Yet again, a stupid error cost us. I mean, that was a multitude of mistakes from Van der Berg and... Gunter, but no, I, I think that the lack of ability to change the game, you could say we just don't have any fit strikers except for one, and he doesn't seem to be able to score any goals. You've got Mendes, I mean, he's not, he's not a will beater, but he's an option to bring on, perhaps. You've definitely got Jan to come back. I think he needs to be playing Bakuna in games, and I think he needs to try Kelly, and I would try Edwards, but I think something about the pace is something about the players not just the style I think that is a bit of an ongoing issue that we have and last season we managed to score goals when we had a very similar pace of game but we had Yanni was scoring the goals and I luck the season seems to have slightly changed which which happens in football so yeah thanks for the question Alan and now on to my team that I would play against Hull City I would start with Manoni in goal, obviously. Gunter, Abita, Moore, McShane. And now in midfield, I would have Bakuna, Edwards and Kelly. And then in the front three, I would have Aluku. I suppose I would probably go with G-Mac. It doesn't sound like Barrow's going to be fit. And Borvarsson. I wouldn't start Swift against um, Hull City. I think he looked okay for the first 25, 30 minutes maybe, but... He seemed to come off the pace quite a lot, quite quickly. And I think you've got to play Kelly. You've got to play Bakuna after the performance that he put in last night. I thought he played really well against the player who supposedly has cost £35 million. I mean, I didn't really see that much from Sanchez, but it's only one game. And I think Edwards had some experience to the team. And I think he we need to try something different from Evans personally. I know lots of people who disagree with that. that that's fine. That's why we all go, isn't it, to have an opinion and think what we think so that's the team I would pick let me know what team you would pick will you agree with that or not I think I'm going to stay slightly optimistic and say that we're going to win 2-1 that is I will be completely honest and say that's mainly built on a little bit of hope and uh, more than actual reality at the moment you know but they were, that's the point of being a fan, isn't it, really? Sometimes a bit of stupidity, really. And um, Hull seemed to collapse sometimes. They did that at Derby. They lost 5-0. I mean, Derby obviously seemed to be in better form than us. But just really hope we get a win in this game because otherwise there'll be a little bit of negativity setting in. And so uh, let me know what you think of the podcast. Like, retweet, tell me what if you want me to change some things or add some in some things i'm open to all different ideas and uh thanks a lot see you next week man cheers